good people of Los Angeles. Tonight on the FCFC pod, we've got none other than Gil, Christian, Oscar, also known as the Cuervos. You know them. If you know them, you know them. And if you don't know them, you're about to know them. We cover a lot of interesting ground from TIFOs to Aztec drums to the little known but much needed to watch by you Netflix series Club de Cuervos. Club de Cuervos. I'm we hear some it. good classic Dortmund stories. And Sam gets reamed for not going to Seattle once again. <laughs> We don't make any money, so you can't sue us uh, if you get emotionally distraught for profanity on this podcast. And that is your warning. There is a Pendulce truck that drives by. There are helicopters and cars and everything. We're in the backyard of Expo Park. You guys know what it is. Thank y'all for listening to the intro. Keep listening. Keep listening. FCFC. FCFC pod where two scholars and a dickhead look at the world through a black and gold tinted lens. I am your host, Slim. Sitting across from me is Bucket Hat Dweez, and to my left is straight from the body oh Josh Spice, looking like half a chola with YG above the knee shorts on, looking LA as hell, but still rocking a stupid ass Syracuse shirt under his fucking cholo flannel. So he fake as family. fuck. Syracuse family, baby. Josh, you usually, rock, student debt. You yeah. usually rock the Burks, like, you know, we're, we're Burke, Burke brothers yeah. on this. I, I think he felt blasphemous after I called him Asian Jesus last week. Right. So he tried I had to repent on my get on the G that. shit. And I had to show some respect to uh, the Cuervos who are big uh, Jordan heads, Nike heads. Hey, man, I didn't even introduce them yet. Can you relax? (laughs) (laughs) And today we have some special guests in the backyard. Some of our favorite guys. I got to spend time with Gil, who I thought was really straight edge in Dortmund. But (laughs) he's fake as fuck. Um, We got Christian who his Instagram name was Towers, so I did not know he was a Torres, and it tripped yeah. me out when I found out they were brothers. And then I figured to myself, like, I was kind of stupid for not kind of seeing that. And next to them is my favorite spicy Latino, Mr. I am the King of Tifos, Oscar. Hey. How y'all doing today, gentlemen? Cheers. One more, one more, one more. Cheers for the pod. Cheers for the pod. Cheers for the pod. The whole flock of Cuervos. I know. Murder. Cock. It's a murder. Cock, cock. <laughs> <laughs> Guys, I mean, we got we got three answers to go through today, so we'll just jump into a quick, a favorite question that we have to start this episode, just so we could get to know our guests better and our family better. Is what is your first football memory growing up? I'll start with Gil. Yeah. I actually thought about this on the way over here. We're getting too easy to predict. I know. We might need to switch it up. But one that I think I experienced that I took for granted as a kid was I was really fortunate enough to um, catch a World Cup with my pops here in 94. 
and uh, went out to the Rose Bowl, mm-hmm. watched uh, Colombia versus Romania. Okay. And it was the most intense atmosphere I'd ever experienced in a game, ever. I didn't even know atmosphere got like that mm. in a game. No, that was after all the Escobar shit, right? That was this, before. It was, was during. During. During, yeah, okay, yeah. okay. So, um, we were out there. I mean, the Valderrama wigs all over the place. Oh, uh, shit. Yeah, the um, watching those guys play was like a pinball machine with movement. And, and I remember going to my pops, and he was just, we're all hooked, you know, we're watching mm-hmm. this game. And uh, Columbia didn't get the win, mm. but, you know, it, it was still a great game to, mm-hmm. to, to watch. And uh, and now I think back and I appreciate it. You know, like back then it was just to me it was you know man I'm going to the soccer game. Yeah, I, like, it didn't really register. You know, mm-hmm. with me like that. And, uh, and now I think back and it's like man that's pretty cool that I got a chance to to see that. Is it the same old Rose Bowl as you see today? Like I know Mexico just played friendly then looked pretty nuts, but do you feel like the same atmosphere was there um, in '94? Right then, do you feel like that that California as like aesthetic it was, was different it? man it was just like that international vibe mm. that you get where it's it's um it's kind of hard to put a word it's, it's like, like it, I can't even explain yeah, like it doesn't like I, I'm used to like the bank right you know going yeah, yeah, every yeah. weekend and it, it goes you know the people going full ham but mm-hmm. in the in the Rose Bowl it was the whole stadium was going full ham you know it was wild yeah it's definitely definitely different but really cool alright alright Moving down the line, Christian. Uh, my first football memory, uh, it it probably would have to be the '94 uh, World Cup, also. Okay. But it was um, I I vividly remember watching the final with my pops. Okay. It was uh, Italy and Brazil. Mm-hmm. Uh, remember uh, uh, Gianluca Paglinka, the, the Italian goalie, and then Tafarel, uh, uh, the Brazilian goalie, and then you remember. Uh, that was uh, the year that Roberto Baggio sent the K to fucking orbit. Still he had the yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah Baggio. I remember watching Baggio. He had the he had that that uh, flat top fade with the rat tail. Oh, <laughs> lit. Yeah, party in the back. That was definitely yeah. a look back in the day. <laughs> yeah, dude. That that was. I mean, I remember watching that with my pops and just thinking like, holy shit! Like it's kind of like how Gil said. Like if you're not watching guys play soccer, right? We call it soccer here over there. These guys are playing. It was like before the before that Joga Bonito era, but these guys were like wizards on the field. And uh, yeah, that was dope. Um, I, I just had a lot of good memories of the 94 World Cup. My, like my pops would collect the pins. Mm-hmm. He had the uh, commemorative coins. He has them all framed and stuff. So it was cool to see those uh, really early. And uh, I've never seen those anywhere else, you know, just kind of my pops collection. But yeah, it's pretty, uh, pretty sick. What was that kind of pin collection looking like? Was it just like, did it kind of look like Olympic pins? Like from the official like, UEFA or FIFA or was it like kind of SG pins that we swapped today so they were very uh, they were very basic so it would be like a cross let's say like two flags crossed together of of all the the teams yeah yeah and then um, if you remember the mascot it was Striker it was like a little dog so it would have like the dog on there the two flags and it was just like a commemorative set that you would get And then my dad was, uh, he was super into getting like the, like the Coca-Cola sets that they had at like mm. Unical or like Union 76, right? Yeah, like the yeah. gas stations. So he'd collect everything. He's like, he was like, oh, these are the ones that gave out of McDonald's. These are the ones that gave out of yeah, the gas yeah, station yeah. if you got a full tank. And it was, it was dope to see all that stuff and just be like, damn, my dad was like a hype beast. <laughs> <laughs> you know? Hell yeah. yeah he was a these. Benny Thrifts before Benny thrifted. Yeah, yeah. straight up. <laughs> straight up. Yeah, he had all these little, uh cards and stuff and it's cool we still have them somewhere in a, like in a box in the attic and uh yeah it's pretty uh, pretty dope 
Because Those kind of people always just kind of amaze me. Like, to, because I'm so bad at that. When I get a toy or something, I'm fucking it up. Like, yeah. if I get a nice pair of shoes, I'm wearing that shit the fuck out. And then they're going. Yeah, yeah. and then they throw them gonna, away. Yeah. Like, people that, like, hold on to it. Like, yeah. yeah, super nostalgic. Yeah. Little trinkets and shit, yeah. But you're in that kind of business right now, right? You're collecting everything and, like, Keeping the LAFC stuff from season one. Nah, two. man, everyone took all my shit, bro. You, I don't have, I don't you, have you, you our first scarves. Lot, you give away a lot of stuff. Yeah, shout out Max Bredos, who's gonna come on the show. Uh, <laughs> little Max has <laughs> has like this scarf that I, if he wasn't a little kid, I probably would take it back. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man. Like, yeah, even the thirty-two fifty-two scarves. There's only one team in LA. I think I traded that away at in Atlanta when I was out there to like. One of the supporters groups. I didn't even like his scarf. And then, full disclosure, Sam is literally wearing one of the first Cuervo shirts. Yeah. 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 I don't yeah. wear that shirt. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I, don't either. I don't own it. That's fire. He's got the tri line on there. Hell we yeah. can't even yeah. use 3252 on shirts anymore. Oh, uh, so. yeah. yeah. Hang on to that one. Yeah, yeah. keep that one somewhere. Well, keep shrinking, guys. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. All right, Lou. Let's get on to the, the, the man in the Manchester United track jacket looking sexy as fuck right now. Hey. Oh, man. Uh, first memory of soccer, man. Uh, Proud to be Sunday mornings, trying to watch. Uh, you know, back then it was Chivas every Sunday morning at ten. <laughs> until until my mom dragged my ass to church, <laughs> and my dad would be like, "Fuck no, I'm staying here. You, got, you take the kids to church." <laughs> Yeah, it's like it's too late for me. Yeah, <laughs> it's too late. Every, for every me. now and then, it was if it was a big game, I, I, you know, I'd be like, yeah, I'm not going either. You know? <laughs> and then I get my ass kicked. <laughs> you get the flying chancla. Yeah, dude. Yeah, but Ooh. that that was a big thing, you know, growing up. Just every, Sunday mornings, 10 a.m. was Chivas. Um, Would you guys have other people over? Or was it just like your dad was like super no, like I need to watch by myself? It was. Like, it no was yeah, it was just my dad and I usually. Um, actually, one thing that I do remember is at, at their house, I think it was like the 96 final, like watching at your house where Chivas won the, the final against Toros Nessa, I think. Yeah. I remember that. that, that Toros Nessa. Yeah, Toros Nessa okay. with, with, with Mohamed. So how long have you guys known each other? <laughs> Man, since I can remember. Yeah, since uh, we were... I don't know. Eight? Yeah, like eight, nine years old. I probably, I was probably about you eight. Were, you were, maybe, you might have been about ten. Yeah. Damn, you old, though. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Seven now, I'm still thirty-seven. <laughs> Damn. So, so wait, like family friends? Yeah. Family friends, yeah. Got it. Yeah. Parents uh, grew up not too far from each other. It's kind of like Springfield and Shelbyville. <laughs> 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 Springfield, though. Springfield, though. I'm not gonna say. I don't want to give you what I'm saying. <laughs> <laughs> Springfield, Altland. Yeah, there you go. Yeah. Shout out, Altland. And then Shelbyville is a Grouy or his parents. <laughs> well, I, 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 I'm, my, my, dad, my dad's from Aplan and my mom's from Grouy, so I got one of these. Uh, uh, that's good, uh, yeah. He said that's good. <laughs> you got like, fuck. You got the one and one. But, uh, but now, yeah, uh, funny story, actually. There was one time, uh, speaking of um, Aplan, uh, we would spend summers out there with my grandparents at my grandpa's house. Um, it was so funny. We'd be gone. 
Like, how long was summer back in the day, right? I feel like kids now are only off for like eight weeks. Before summer was like fucking three months. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like an eternity. Yeah, yeah. Really, so, it was like, yeah. like you wanted to go back to <laughs> so, Yeah, so I was on the second month of my vacation from school. Like, at this point, I already forgot how to speak English, right? I was like, fuck, I've been out of school for so long. We'd be in Mexico, and I remember driving down this like dirt road. Um, I think we were going to like a water park or somewhere we were yeah. going with our cousins. In the middle and of nowhere. Middle dude. of nowhere in Mexico, <laughs> and we are fucking flying, right? And I look to my right. Wait, we're, I, we're right. Sorry to stop you. We were right in the back of a pickup truck. <laughs> oh, <laughs> yeah. No camper <laughs> show. Yeah. No seatbelt. Like, Super just, safe. Yeah, <laughs> just full 80 miles an hour yeah. down, a, down a gravel road. Why not? <laughs> Jeez, Why not? Shot suspension. Yeah. Flying. And <laughs> what then, the hell are we doing? And then I look, over to, uh, I look over to my right, and I'm like, I see uh, the. the um, Neon green, bright pink, uh, Jorge Campos keeper jersey. Uh-huh. And these fucking keeper gloves that are like three sizes too big. <laughs> and I look over and I'm like, hey, that was Oscar. <laughs> and dude, we're fucking hauling ass. Hauling like ass, about, like whizzing, just. <laughs> and I'm like, holy oh, shit, that was you know Oscar playing keeper. And everyone in the car looks at me and goes, nah, you're crazy, man. What are you talking about? You know? I'm like, I, that was Oscar. I swear, you know what? Oscar, you know what? Turn around. That was Oscar. All right. So my aunt driving the tr- driving the, the truck with the yeah. Truck, yeah, she turns around. She turns around and we pull up and it's fucking Oscar. <laughs> <laughs> it's Oscar and he's like, hey, what up? You know, also on the second month of vacation <laughs> from school, they didn't know what to do with my life anymore. <laughs> man. Yeah. You know, at that point, fucking eight hours a day of soccer is like, it was too much. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, Yeah, see, uh, summer vacations pre-internet, it wasn't all that fire, dog. (laughs) And you're right, after the first two months, you're kind of like, I'm kind of excited to see my friends again. (laughs) Yeah, but that was was cool, man. That was a fun experience. That's crazy. So, all right, you guys are both from the States, but you guys spent your summers in Mexico. Yeah. Right. But, so you guys linked in Mexico. This was this story that they just told that took place in Mexico. It took place in Mexico. Yeah. During okay. the summer, all the miles away. Yeah. Oh, my bad. You thought we were driving in the back of a truck. No, 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 no. <laughs> I knew you were in Mexico, but I'm saying like... So you were in Silmar. <laughs> <laughs> hey, they got little gravel roads yeah. in Silmar, too. Yeah. Like, they do. Especially back then. Yeah, riding in the back of a truck is oh. frowned upon in that part of uh, the valley. That's crazy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Just all right, so you guys are friends in Silmar, and then your folks also happen to live near each other in Mexico. Right. Right. Okay. So huh. Oscar's Oscar's playing goalie from God knows when. What are you two playing on the on the pitch? I played all over, man. I, I did a little bit of goalkeeping myself, uh, but was uh, primarily a defender. Uh-huh. Yeah. Center, center D. I played all over. But that was my, my strong suit was defense. You played? Uh, yeah, the, you know, even for me, the, the neighborhood, the neighborhood rule, the neighborhood rule applied, the chubbiest kid was the goalkeeper. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so that, that was I, cool. I should have known from when you were talking about, like, your first memories were the goalies. Yeah, yeah, yeah dude, I was looking at those dudes like, man, they're not in shape. Like, these guys, I can do this. So, so yeah, I, I uh, played a little bit of keeper, uh, sweeper, last man, um, and then, uh, yeah, we actually played soccer for a little bit when we were kids, but... Yeah. Oscar was always a keeper. I'll let him go down there. Yeah. Um, Campos, that's what got me into a keeper, man. Mm-hmm. Honestly. I, I wear his jersey everywhere as a kid. Mm-hmm. I was like, what the fuck? Take that shit off. <laughs> <laughs> you know, causing way too much attention. Isn't it? Uh, it's actually, like the bright like, highlighter. Some, yeah, yeah, the yeah. epileptic seizure. <laughs> yeah. Did you guys get to see him play? Yeah, uh, a lot. A lot. Um, one big thing that we talk about all the time, it was a... Uh, 96 when MLS just started 
we were at a doubleheader. Oof, yeah. At a doubleheader where it was Galaxy and uh, Tampa Bay Mutiny. That was when Pibe Valderrama was playing. Pibe Valderrama, Jorge Campos. And then right after that, it was USA versus Mexico. And Campos played both matches. Oh, <laughs> shit. It, was double, it was a double feature. And Different times. I, I vividly yeah. remember people. that were, It was so packed in that stadium that you there was people sitting in the aisles. Like, you, you couldn't. It was overcrowded. Back crazy. when you could do shit like that. Yeah. Fuck rules. Yeah. <laughs> sitting in the aisles. I mean, yeah, and people, I remember uh, vividly, people would come up, like, similar to Dodger Stadium when you're in the pavilion seats. Someone's like, excuse me, is this row U, C, 3, 2, or like, bitch, just keep moving. <laughs> keep moving. Face. Yeah, this is GA, you know? So the Rose Bowl, the Rose Bowl also had that vibe, you know? Like, they'd come up, they'd come up and be like, oh, we're in this section. Like, yeah, just yeah. find a spot and just, boom, look down. And uh, it worked. It worked. It was, it was, uh, we had a lot of good memories going to, like, Great, midweek, yeah. midweek, uh, it, who would play? It was like, uh. Sponsored by like so and so supermarkets, right? Yeah. All over the radio. Comunicaciones versus like some some like B team from El Salvador uh-huh. would play like a team that just got relegated in Mexico, uh-huh. right? Oh uh, yeah, here those at the Coliseum. Those were here yeah. at the Coliseum, and those, those things were fucking rowdy as hell, dude. I yeah, bet. Like, I, I, I didn't. I didn't even look at my dad like, dude, what the fuck are you doing, bringing me here? kid right yeah yeah, you're, yeah. You're, you're at the stadium and you're just trying to take it all in you know yeah. you see the the fights here and there people are throwing what smells like piss yeah you know i'm not sure yeah, not yeah, certain. yeah. we can't then, verify that but it's yeah the smell and then uh and then i remember seeing a, a fully inflated fucking condom <laughs> and i look at it and i go what's that dad i look at it i look at it and i go huh <laughs> okay and then part of me goes I'm gonna fucking hit it. <laughs> it's a beach ball. It's a beach ball. So yeah, my yeah, dad, yeah. my dad, yeah, I just remember him grabbing my, my, my wrist. He's like, don't, you know, don't fucking touch it. Christian's <laughs> hand is drifting to the sky. Yeah, yeah. Nah, 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 you don't touch so that, that was, shit. Yeah, that was wild, man. That was wild. But those oh, are fun man. games. Yeah, they were, okay. <laughs> what did you, well, okay, so what are your dads thinking of all this, right? Like, they grew up not here in a different soccer culture. Are they, like, into it, or is this just, like, a, barely a hint of what they, they got back home and they were fucking, like, not that. Not that satisfied. My dad talks about it a lot. He brings it up. First, he was, he saw me spending a lot of time with this, and before we even started playing, he's like, "Oh, so what are you doing?" Like, uh, <coughs> this whole time he thought it was like a job. He's like, "Oh, so they're paying you, right?" I'm like, "No." <laughs> <laughs> he's like, "What the fuck?" I actually just got my check, dude. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Mike D. Yeah, Mike D. Yeah, but my dad, he, he's enjoying it. He, he he watches every match. He was pissed last week because he he doesn't have ESPN Plus. They couldn't watch the the Open Cup match. Yeah, I think the funniest part about Spanish speakers, or at least just my you know, my dad personally is a Spanish speaker. So when you when you say uh, like it's easy for us to be like, yeah, we're gonna watch the LAFC game. There still hasn't been a good translated version of what you call LAFC in Spanish. Oh. So to hear my dad struggle, hey, uh, mañana va a jugar el uh, LA uh, FC. I'm like. <laughs> Holy shit! I'll sit there. I'll sit there and be like, "Damn!" Like the Univision has to come up with you know the fucking acronym that all of us figured out. Yeah, so yeah, that's right. kind of funny to hear my dad try to. A la EFC. Yeah. 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 So that's that's funny, but um, no. But did they ever tell you like what it was like? You know, now they have got three phases of their life, right? Like they probably grew up watching games in Mexico. Then they got the games you guys went to as kids here, and then they got this era. Like, do they ever talk about like? 
oh, this is like actually like interesting. Or they're like, man, this shit, this is nothing like '94. You know, like, right. or they, you know, did you guys ever talk about that? Or they just love the game regardless. I, I think for my pops, he, he was always more like he came from um, playing to being more like a casual fan, not a not a hardcore like supporter. Mm. So um, in that sense, I mean, I think it just it's a little different for him to kind of grow up and be used to the game the way he saw it in Mexico, and then to come over here and see what we're doing. Mm-hmm. Like he's pumped. Like yeah. he sees the videos, he sees the pictures. He he's been out to, to a game or two, and and um, and you're right. The second phase, and he he still enjoys the spectating portion of it right just the game itself exactly right he appreciates it yeah funny story too about again we're on the subject of my pops Uh, he we got him a ticket we got a uh, we got him a ticket in the north end supporter section for the game against Seattle the Simon uh, little knuckle knuckleball they scored at you know in uh, stoppage time and um, so he calls me right this is pre-match we're kind of drumming we're setting up flags you know we're pumped first game of the season and my dad shows up and his little, you know, like the, the old school, old Navy tech vest that they don't even sell anymore. <laughs> so he's got his tech vest, right? He's killing the game with that. Yeah, and then yeah, he's yeah. got, it's down to the freaking exact Pantone green of Seattle. <laughs> he's wearing a green shirt. And I'm looking at him and I'm going, all right. I told you you could wear black or you could wear gold and he's like what's the only shirt I had what do you want <laughs> you know so we already started off on the wrong foot right so his you know his memory of LAFC games is me telling him his fucking shirt's the wrong color <laughs> but um he was he was he pumped. didn't give a fuck fuck dude. he didn't, like, oh, he didn't care yeah and like, you know what's funny yeah. we actually have photos um, uh, one of our buddies Manny he shot um he shot some uh, some film. Yeah. Uh, he had like a little Fuji film camera, and there's pictures of my dad pouting with his arms crossed, <laughs> telling him how stupid his fucking. <laughs> <was. laughs> and uh, but uh, but yeah, you know he he enjoyed he enjoyed the game, and he still talks about it. You yeah. know he's like. Uh, yeah, he's he's punk man. Yeah, and the trolling came from your dad. Then I see it very, very, very closely, yeah, yeah, dude. Man. I, that 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 shade of green is really hard to replicate. Oh, <laughs> so Sounders are. I'm, I'm gonna send you. I'm gonna send you the photo. And yeah, you're gonna die. yeah. <laughs> dude, Josh, so what does funny. your dad think of all this? You don't tell him that much about it. Because Korean parents will be like, "What the fuck are you doing?" Same with you. Like I tell them about yeah, but they're just like so. Like, when are you gonna be able to make money off of it? Korean parents are like, why you no doctor? (laughs) (laughs) They gave up on that dream a long fucking time ago. I think I was about nine years old when they were like, you're not the one. Uh, (laughs) My mom's like, do you think you could like maybe legally represent some of these people at the end of the day? Like eventually like become a fucking lawyer or some shit? But um, I don't know, like it's weird because like Koreans stand so hard from the national team, right? That's through and through. So I try to tell my dad, it's like, it's not that far apart, you know? It's like, we, but it's, instead we get to root for these guys who are like in our neighborhood and like, this is like an everyday thing. And yes. then he's starting to kind of come around because he's seen the vi- the videos are, I mean, for parents, like, yeah. my, like just seeing that happen like all the time and seeing maybe not live, but it's it's a really big deal to see, see you know, their kids like, like a part of something that's bigger than just a... Like a still photo against a backdrop, right? right? When you see the video, it's like, yeah, you're still younger. My parents just flipped that too. Okay, but like, are you gonna find a wife there or something? Or <laughs> what, what the fuck are you doing? Why not? It's open call, baby. For she, Slim. Probably. North End Shouties, what it do? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. So are we going anywhere else with this? No, I was just going to say, let's take a quick break. Quick break. Quick break, and we'll pick it, pick it back up and hear a little bit about the Cuervo story.
We're back with Cuervos. We're talking about origin stories right now. <laughs> what is the Cuervo? <laughs> what is the Cuervo? How the Cuervos came to be? And so um, I want to kind of shoot this to Oscar real quick and just talk about the formation of uh, how the SG began, man. Oh, man. Honestly, this was something really unexpected. Never planned for anything. I, I didn't even know what the fuck I was getting myself into when this happened, but... But uh, basically, uh, I saw a new team was coming, and I'm like, okay, this this sounds cool. It's a little bit different. You know, I, I'm like, all right, I can I can maybe get into this. Put down my fifty dollar deposit, and uh, front office didn't waste any time. They gave me a call the next day, and hey, you want to come down to the office and <coughs> to us a little bit? And I'm like, yeah, you know, let's, let's let's get over there. So I go down there with my buddy, Morro Jose. He's the one that that um, showed me about the club, so we went down there and uh, met Pat, met Rich. Um, kind of gave us a whole sales pitch. The whole was video. this before or after uh, Chris launch? This was after Chris launch. Gotcha. Yeah, this was after Chris launch. What was their St. Patrick's Day, right? <laughs> it was St. Patrick's Day. Exactly. Patrick's yeah. Day. It was on St. Patrick's Day. Hey, if you guys want to read more about Cuervos, Heart of LAFC, Cuervos. You can find it online. Plug. Just make sure you're sitting on a comfortable couch or another piece of furniture. Because it'll be a while. Because that shit is 20,000 more pieces. hours to spare. That shit is like longer than Lord of the Rings. Pew, 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 pew. Yeah, but the sales pitch. Man, this whole fucking video came up. And and honestly, at the time, the Netflix show had just come up. The Club de Cuervos. And it reminded me so much of the, the same thing, where vamos a hacer el Real Madrid de América, you know, like fucking Rich giving us that speech, you know, we're gonna be the Real Madrid, and you know my dumbass ate it up. <laughs> <laughs> fucking Rich, the salesman, bro. I'm in. I'm in. Yeah, let's do it. Let's do it. Like you, you wanna start a support group? I don't know what that is, but yeah, let's do it. Yeah. Sick. Yeah. So so. See, the lines yeah, we, we live right, by, right there, dude. Right there on the spot, we decided, like, yeah, let's do it. <laughs> so my buddy Moro and I are driving home, and are cool. What are we gonna call this thing? We're like, fuck, Cuervos. You know, this is this is this what this whole thing was. was yeah, it was uh, meant to be, man. But I'm sure it wasn't the first pick. You guys probably had some funny fucking. <laughs> 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 I, I, can't rem- I can't. I can't remember. I can't. I can't remember what the what the suggestions were. Give me some I more burgers, man. I think, I, think, I, think, I think Morro had a few a few suggestions. The macaws. Yeah. Oh man. Oh. But it, you know, it wasn't even that long. We were only a few blocks away when I, I remember the, the exact spot we were. Yeah, and the Quetta was like, oh, fuck, that's it. Y'all need a Hollywood star for where that fucking name was thought up on that block, right? Yeah. Where yeah, <laughs> was born. And th- that day, we had a, that same day in the afternoon, we had a, a logo and a website. Scars, t-shirt, pins, the whole deal. <laughs> oh, <laughs> <my God. laughs> so I've heard this happen, I've heard this story where it's like, it's ha- it happened in a day, but how the fuck does it happen in a day, man? Like, you think of a name, where does the logo come, I mean, it's sh- sure, you're gonna have a bird on it, but like, where, where, where did all that snowball into becoming like... An actual thing so quick. I think, I think that's the day your productivity at work started like plummeting. <laughs> <laughs> it took a dump. It took a dump. Like, like, but initially there was no bird, right? There was no bird. Initially we had a different logo. Um, it was just LAFC Quetables. That's what we're using as a logo. Yeah. And then until we got shit on by MLS, I got an email from MLS or you can't use M- uh, LAFC anymore on anything. 
So we have to take it off. We have to take it off the shirts. And Oscar was like, we fucking made it, man. <laughs> we made it. We got a season to We got a season to six. It's like three of us. John Smith at MLS.com. Yeah. Send Oscar a fucking email. That's hilarious. <laughs> Fuck the yeah. But the funny thing that it, uh, I, I don't want to get anyone in trouble, but it, it was Pat and Rich that told me, like, oh, whatever your name is, make sure it's LAFC first. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, oh, shit, man. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God damn it. <laughs> the more and more I hear about this, out, right, they, guys? they're playing every party against each other. They're like, yeah, just do it, just do it, just do it. I'm like, oh, we never told them that. <laughs> That's funny as hell, dude. But now you got the fucking, the, the IG handle is unlock LAFC Corvos and all that yeah, shit. Yeah, that, the, the handle's still is the same. <laughs> Yeah, that's still there, but yeah, <laughs> we just can't ha- use it on any of our merch, any or the official name. Right, right. right. Yeah. But wait, before we get into phase two of it, have you guys ever seen Club de Cuervos, the me- Netflix show? I've seen the graphic. He for hasn't it. seen it. Yes, yeah. <laughs> you've never watched. I saw. I saw the <laughs> that there was a show. Called I'm going to tell Club you the what they told me when I wrote that story. Like, you need to fucking watch it. Like, watch an episode or two. You probably watch the whole the whole thing. It's so funny. And, right. it, and it's just like there's something about it that is a little there's some similarities to the story that Oscar just told of like kind of just like you know, like haphazardly like the haphazard nature of like starting the group to the way that the kid inherits the team true or false right yeah, yeah. yeah that, that should happen so I'll let him continue with phase two but watch Club de Cuervos on Netflix I'm on it so from that it was uh, our first event as a, as a support group was a uh, supporters cup that that, mm. that to this day it's my favorite event ever <laughs> Um, that was two years ago. Black Army was still hosting, correct? Are you playing goalkeeper still? Yeah, this this is this is the first year I had to play goalkeeper. Mm-hmm. Yeah, this is the first year, but but that was our first event at Squad Bowls. Pretty cool. I think it was a pretty good intro to everyone as to who we were. Mm-hmm. But it took a while to get this started, man. It, it was hard telling people like, oh yeah, the new team. This we have this event. We have this rally. Come out. They're like, what the fuck are you talking about? You're crazy, dude. This team's like two years out. Yeah. 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 You know, everyone just looked at me like like I was crazy. Uh-huh. If we were at an event, we had eight people out there, we'd be lucky. You know, I'd, I'd, I'd tell people, like, one of our OG guys, Fernando, that guy was there from the beginning. I'm like, dude, are you coming? Like, like, cool. And bring your mom, you know. <laughs> <laughs> you know, you know bring whoever you can. Cardboard cutout. Yeah, dude. Yeah, that's cardboard cutout. Is that all the Cuervo's rally? Hell yeah. Yeah, you kind of get, kinda get everyone in. Yeah, he would tell people, yeah, get your season tickets, man, get your season, you know, make sure you have them. And, you know, now all these guys that didn't get them, they're all begging for tickets now, but... Yeah, it's true. But, um, it took a while. Gil was uh, the first one that I that I got on board. Uh, Chris was still in New York. Um, shout out to Josh. Yeah. Hey, you're... Yeah. <laughs> I got I got a symp- New York sympathizer out here, too. <laughs> yeah, so... Um, Terrible city. Gil was like, kind of like, oh, you know, see, it's still MLS. Yeah, wait, what's your pitch to Gil, though? I mean, knowing that, how the club pitched you, and that, what do you tell your friends to be like, let's get on board this thing? Well, I was just kind of telling them about some of the events. I'm like, dude, they're fun. You uh-huh. know, at the time, they still had free beer at all the events. <laughs> <laughs> you know, you yeah. know, just come out, you know, if anything, you, you drink for free. Right, right, right. And, and I, think, I think it was a rally that, that you first came out to, right, uh, one of the Boomtown ones? Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I mean, when Oscar first told me about it, I was like, what? MLS? Are you sure, man? Like, what, what, are, we, what, are, we, what are we doing here? <laughs> <laughs> There's something else going on, What's buddy. Going on? <laughs> Tell me something. But he's my boy, you know? Like, I trust him. So I was like, all right. He's like, you got to come check it out. Just come check it out. It's like, and that's what I did. It was a, a rally at uh, Boomtown Brewery. And um, zero expectation, right? I kind of was like, all right, cool. People are going to get together, have some drinks, you know, have a good time. 
and it turned into a full-blown, like, <coughs> drum session before I even knew what a drum session was. Mm-hmm. It was fucking lit, dude. It was just like, what the Crazy. Fuck? And this is... Sounds like a cult. No, no team, mm-hmm. you know, no nothing, <laughs> just a bunch of people getting together, like, organized chants already going on. I'm like, dude, this is dope. Like, I can... Yeah. I feel it, you know? Yeah. And like, just, my first LAFC event was at Boomtown, too, and I, I was like... So surprised at how organized yeah. everybody was, and I looked up to like SG I, before I knew what SG was. Being right. like, these guys somehow know what the hell's going on. I thought we were all on the same page on this, but people are coming with their, you know, their their history behind it, right? And so, right. yeah, I, I can totally attest to that. Yep, and that was cool. I remember doing that, and then we did a, um, I think it was Expos that hosted a watch party for a final at Q's Billiard. Yeah, and that was the final. That's that come a, up, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that was a too long after that. And then, again, everyone was super hospitable, man. Like, super right. friendly, y'all about it. And, and that that kind of helped hook me in. And I was all right, cool, let's do this. Yeah. That's dope. Didn't look back after that. And uh, so I, uh, you know, drank the Kool Aid. And I yeah. was like, all right, who else can I get to drink the Kool Aid? Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. I called my brother Christian. <laughs> yeah. I was like, this, call this the family yeah, yeah, yeah. going to take the Kool Aid. Right? Yeah, right. <laughs> I was. Uh, Let's go. How'd you pass it down, man? I yeah. was. Uh, I was living in New York, uh, New Jersey at the time, working out there, and um, shout out the Garden State, real quick. Yeah. Burr, 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 burr. Um, yeah. <laughs> I was out there, and uh, I get uh, I get calls. You know, every you know, once a week, a couple times a week, and it would be Gil talking about, "Hey, dude, I got you a I got you a hoodie." I'm like. Oh, dope. Yeah, you know, let me check it out. I told him how I was, like, miserable, fucking 30 degrees out yeah, there, you know? Yeah. He was like, hey, dude. By the way, hoodies do zero for you in 30 degrees. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no. It California was, hoodie. Yeah, so, so he was like, yeah, dude, there's... And, and again, he gave me the, the, the condensed version of the breakdown. And he was like, you know, uh, new team, new stadium, new logo, this, that, and the other. Um, and I think my first experience of... Any kind of LAFC event would be, uh, I think it was a groundbreaking event. Um, Foundation. Is that what it was? Foundation event. Yeah. So I went to that, and same same thing that you guys touched on. I I looked around, and I was like, dude, like there's there's little established like almost like little watering holes, right? Everyone had their watering hole. Everyone had like, hey, we're gonna booze and then go back to our own little group. And I looked around, I started looking at you know the Black Armies, the D9 Ultras, uh, Lucky Boys, Expos. Shit, like this is a thing in LA. It's going on. It's, 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 a, it's a movement, you know, for lack of a better word. And I look at Oscar, and I go, "Dude, it's it's only three of us, you know, right? right? We're looking up. It's like I would always make the joke. I'm like the Black Army. We're like the Brown Boy Scouts. Right? We're, like, we're like, look at the, you know, look at the, the fucking, the, you know, these guys have a fucking platoon. And I'm looking around. I'm like, hey, we, we have we have a fucking basketball squad. Yeah. And, and, and dude, it was so funny. Starting like, five. Starting yeah. five. Curly like team. Like, yeah. Yeah. It was who was it? it? Was Oscar, Christian, myself, Fernando, and like Fernando's mom. And, like, <laughs> And like you actually got Fernando's mom, <laughs> and like the guy wow. that like didn't like get in the mix with anybody else was with us. But yeah, that was it was a trip, and we'd be like, man, I kind of had my arms crossed, super salty, you know. I'm like, man, just wait till we get a drum, or just wait till <laughs> that, that fl- just wait till we get a flag. That was me, you know. I was that fucking dude. Yeah, but um, but yeah, man, you know, those were like those were like the humble beginnings of us kind of saying, all right, we're, we're going to do this. Hell yeah. Can I, can I bring something up real quick? This is um, 
And I, I saw Dewey's do this on the pod, and it's been very successful. So this is the Queros mission statement on the 3252.com. This is kind of like for people who are not in SGs, like trying to get Sam make, making a dumbass yeah. right now. <laughs> Sam, <laughs> Sam is high as a kite. Yeah. <laughs> He's flying right now. Motherfucker just did the Dougie. So, um, this is kind of just a little intro about each SG, right? So the Queros right. Born in the San Fernando Valley, the Cuervos are a laid-back group who have been spreading their wings across greater Southern California. As supporters groups go, they are newly hatched. Jeez, a lot of bird, bird metaphors here. Awesome. Have informed in 2016. Come game days, expect to find them side by side, the, the other SGs singing their lungs out. Damn, that's quite a spot. Dude. That's on it. That's right there. Is that... Is that when when you three Fernando and Fernando's mom are there as a five to start five of you guys, he's, 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 he's fucking with you. Then Fernando's mom was there. He was his dad. Uncle, at least. Was, yeah. You guys started around the same time, right? Do you do you have similar memories of there being like two or three people in the room, like and barely being able to fill the? Yeah, <laughs> bro. Tell tell me. Well, tell we we came in later than them. Um, but yeah, we we kind of had that experience like not just before season one started. Like we lived that during season one, where it was just the only real consistent people we had because we had some people job stuff, school stuff, people that have freed up more of their time this season. But last year, a lot of the time, it was just the leaders. It was me, Josh, Sujin, Deech. Yeah, that's about it. <laughs> my my first memory of uh, TSG was actually um, when the stadium, the Bank of California Stadium, was still a fucking dirt lot. And um, I remember seeing these dudes roll out of, like, I seen eight Korean foals come out of one car, <laughs> sporting, sporting the fucking freshy little TSG logo on the back, yeah, yeah. like the like some like K-pop yeah, that was group. The, the, that was the that was the drum session in yeah, Lot Six yeah. where the players came. Through. You guys rolled up straight, boom, TSG logo, fucking freshy T, and everyone's like dope. Like, yo, man, let me get one of those shirts. And I don't know who it was, but they were like, not for sale, bro. Like, they, they fucking, they fucking, they fucking cool guy and I was just like, that's the type of petty I aspire to be in LA. Dude, cool shirt, where'd you get it? Not for sale. Like, why do you have a Russian accent? Okay. You yeah. I was like, why do you not for sale? I was like, see, people oh. think we were trying to be cool, but that's just Koreans being socially awkward, dog. We're no, like, and oh, no, they're really not for sale right now. Yeah, like, yeah. I, I was like, yeah, on the inside, we're like, oh, shit. I was like, let me get one. I was like, let me get one. They're like, not for sale. And then, like, later I find out they only printed, like, eight. So, <laughs> there were no <laughs> more. Like, they didn't exist. I have one. Yeah, like, they did not exist. So, I was like, okay. No, like, those were, like, super last minute. We were like, hey, we have a drum session coming out. We should try to get shirts for it. We don't have time to make a lot, so we're just gonna get him. You guys are gonna pay extra so we can get it for everybody. <laughs> I drove my ass to fucking Main Street, picked up twelve T-shirts, and I was there like, oh, so how big's your order? I was like, I need three small. Four. <laughs> 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 I'm at you. You're like, you want me to break these cases? Is that what you want me to? Do? Oh they were so angry, yeah. and then we printed that shit. You're like, the fucking guy that went to the wholesaler and asked for a dozen. I was <laughs> like, like twelve of your finest triple A Oh yeah, We treated a box of t-shirts like it was a box of shoes, like like yeah, just yeah. three of each size. Hell like, yeah, just, man. So oh man, you know it's wild to talk about. Just and I was looking through old pictures and shit, but like um, 
the first time we had a for sale was our um, first K-Town night. And then you guys were, you kind of showed up in force and um, we were just selling them in the back of uh, Beer Garden over there and like everyone was buying and we're like, holy shit, the LAFC community is just like, we're always afraid that no one wants to buy our shit. And so like when people are like, oh, do you have it in like a double XL? It's like, fuck, no, we do not. <laughs> so it's like, we were rocking with that. But like, man, the K-Town night, like us eating together, all breaking bread and going, yeah, man, there was, was I mean, fun. there was like, there was literally like 56 of us, I think, um, at a Korean barbecue spot. Then we all Ubered over to, to, to Beer Garden to do karaoke for a yeah. while. But I remember you guys were Epic, man. Hell yeah, awesome. man. You guys were there. Yeah, yeah rocking awesome. with us. And so from, the, from day one, Cuervos, Cuervos TSG was, was a fucking thing, man. Always. Yeah, those were, those were the fun times, though. Now that we... Now that it grows and, like, a lot of it is babysitting, you know? What do you miss about those days when it was small? And what, you know, what are the, the benefits of, of now having more? I think for us... Uh, just personally speaking, the first interaction with the people that you guys now see, like, oh, that guy's a Cuervo, like someone like Chiki Lean, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. right? I think Oscar could speak on that. Like, a lot of the guys that you now see, uh, maybe like uh, like Juice or Gio, Tony, guys that we see as like, man, these guys are diehard. They fucking chub the Kool-Aid, right? Um, like, the first interactions that we had with these dudes were probably the dopest ones that I think I'll never forget. Yeah, um... You know, like, aside from, like, getting... Quite a start, we had a hard time with it, getting people in. You know, we, we kind of saw it getting traction a little bit. And Gil and I had a conversation. Christian wasn't still here, still here yet, but we wanted to kind of, like, put the brakes a little bit on, on how Quedables was growing and, and like, and what, what kind of support we wanted, what kind of support we wanted to be. So at, at that time, we just kind of started seeing when people started coming up to us, wanting to join or... And now we're like, all right, cool, you know, come out, hang out. And then one of the people that came up was uh, Chiquilin. Chiquilin. And I saw him and I kind of uh, stalked him a little bit on Instagram. Like, oh, dude, this guy's this guy's fucking crazy. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> we yeah. need this guy here. <laughs> what was he posting? Just about Steelers stuff back in the day? Or? Yeah, about Steelers. Put your bathroom selfies. <laughs> 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 oh, 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 <laughs> fucking drag chicken through the mud. <laughs> Wife feeder bathroom <laughs> selfies. <laughs> Okay, shout out to Cheeky. <laughs> I'm just kidding, Cheeky. We love you, man. We're just kidding. <laughs> yeah. yeah, hit him up. Like, yeah, you know what? Come down. Uh, we want to meet you. Um, it was... Uh, Wait, this, this was on Tinder. <laughs> it was Grindr. Grindr, Grindr. It's on IG, so you're like, yo, what up? Yeah, what up? Uh, he came out to an event with us. It was super cool, dude. We're like, hell yeah, dude. This, we'd love to have you. Yeah, yeah. And um, his first... Uh, Public appearance was at public a, appearance. the Dodgers Dodger Stadium. Dodger Dodger Stadium. Dude, Bro, I did not. I did that. not know Same that was his that. first. first like, time. yeah, I didn't yeah. know that that was his first event. I thought he was like full on because that was one of our first events too. Yeah. Like that TSG went to. But yeah, go on because that that's, Cause that's why Sam that's why I fell in love with war. Penny and Chicky Lee. Like, but that, but how dope was that event though? How unofficial and how just organic it. that we were just like, let's all go into like the grimiest part of Dodger Stadium and just be ourselves and take over, dude. To me, like I was I was intrigued and I was starting the SG and we were we were kind of going, but that was the night where I was like, I 
fuck with these guys. Yeah. Like yeah. seeing chicken, like seeing a grizzly bear run across the pavilion trying to start the wave. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> chicken, he's big. That's why that's I thought he was like, speed, yeah, man. I was like, what the fuck? Yeah. I, th- I think that's the day he got his name too, Chicken Lane. Yeah. Really? Yeah, he, they 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 baptized him that day. Yeah, that day. I did name. not so, see. So, so uh, if you're not a Spanish speaker, Chicken Lane, that's the equivalent of calling like your your bald friend Curly. Okay. No. Right. So like Chicken Lane, it's like right, like like little man, little tiny. dude. Oh, okay. Tiny. It's like a yeah. tiny. It's like me and Slim. There you go. Yeah. Okay. Boom. There you go. Yeah. All right. <laughs> Chicken. Okay. Now it makes more sense. <laughs> <laughs> You're like, Chickalini, what's that, friend? <laughs> <laughs> like, now that I know it's for something small, it's like, oh, it's supposed to be a cute-ass thing. You're like, Chickalini. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. All right. So there was a girl a few rows down that kept looking up, and we're like, yo, Chickalini, I think she wants a picture with you. Yo. And Chickalini's girlfriend's, like, standing right there. And he looks at me, and he's like, wait, what? Like, yeah, I think she wants to take a picture. Why don't you go down and take a picture with her? And Anai, Chickalini's girlfriend, looked uh-huh. at me, Chicky didn't see it, but I kind of winked, and then she was like, I was like, you know, I'm glad to go take a picture. And he's like, really? Like, yeah, go take a picture. So he goes down there. <laughs> goes down, and he's taking a picture with this girl, and he's all smiling. And when he's down there, I said, hey, and I Chicky's girlfriend, like, give him shit. All right, when he comes back, you got to give him shit. Please, and we'll roll with it. So as soon as he comes back. I was like, dog, I can't believe he did that. Right here. <laughs> <laughs> right here. And he's like, wait, what? <laughs> and dude, she played the role and Damn. she stuck the character and dude, we, we busted his balls. We had a sweaty, but it was fun. Good time. So All in good time. Good. Yeah, it was so good. innocent, but definitely. Damn, good. I can't believe that was Cheeky's first event. Yeah, first dude, event. That was man. it, man. That was, and, that was, and, and that was when we were like, this is, this is the, the, that feeling of going to a place where you go, and it was a perfect it's, concoction that night. It's it's frowned upon to be fucking out there and be loud, be yeah, like yeah. rambunctious mm-hmm. when everyone's just like, yo, it's mellow, it's baseball, yeah, chill yeah, out. Yeah. But it fit. Because we know, were fucking them up. The yeah. Dodgers were fucking them up. Yeah. yeah, and like I think it, it was, helped that it was towards the end of the season. You know, Dodgers were in. The, they had already clinched. Yeah, yeah. but it was I mean, like a burner game almost. But like, just my favorite part was because it was a, we didn't have any drums or anything, so it was way more of a European yeah. feel. We were we were like reacting to shit. Like us singing about the outfielders scratching their ass, like that's where I was like, "Yo, <laughs> dude, I fucking like, yeah." That was the night I fell in love with what the thirty-two fifty-two is. Awesome. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Huh. But was, but yeah. I, I sense like a a tinge of nostalgia in the air, as if like these like organic early days are like now behind us. I mean, what's what's better about now, or like what's what's changed? I mean, what's a, what's a little different, I think. Like we still do these Dodger nights, but but they're now it's like a whole on um, production now. It's like put on by the Dodgers. LFC night, but yeah, LFC yeah. night. Yeah, it's it's not the same anymore. Yeah, you know. Then they have like a group over there, or a group over here. And it's, yeah, they it's, won't it's, sell us our bulk tickets yeah. like so, in one second. Yeah, and, and oh, there it is. Hey, bandolos, hey, bandolos. So so the idea, I think, you, you kind of hit the nail on the head. Like everyone's still nostalgic and still pumped on how that event was, but you managed. If, if you could flash back to it, it was kind of a who's who of all the SGs, right? Kind of like an MVP of every group in like its humble beginnings, so to speak, as far as LAFC goes. And it was just like, we hit the fucking nail on the head just by showing up. We just showed up and we were like, hey, let's come up with the chant. Let's come up with the this. And, and you know, we made it happen. Mm-hmm. And um, I, I think going back to the question that you asked, that's 
to me, that's what I miss the most. Like the first, like, the, oh, the first interaction with this person, the first interaction with that group. And that's how we started to build chemistry. Yeah. Right. And it's, it's sort of, those, those firsts can't ever happen again. No. Like, now, now it's at the point where... things in life, like, you know... Like you so when a band's first getting big and you go see one of those first few shows or, you know, yeah, it's and, done. And, 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 the band's, and the band's not good. They suck, but they're like, hey, this is my band. I'm going to go with it. And you progressively, you know, their music gets better, their, their, their sound gets better, whatever. But, like, mm-hmm. that, that wave that you're on, I totally agree. I, the more and more we go out to these events, it's like that chant's not going to stick or, or that um, whatever it is that we do. It's not going to stick, but when it does, like, it's, it's fucking awesome. Oh yeah, and I think you just t- you touched on the chant real quick. I think two things I know the Quervos now to be kind of known for is um, drums and cooking at tailgates, which I know Christian with his intimidating ass black ass cooking gloves and like seven in the morning was <laughs> <laughs> out here chopping fucking meat and making mechanic tortillas. Gloves. Shit. Yeah, yeah. Mechanic gloves. Yeah, Actually, I only have one pair. It's not, they're not you disposable. Just, you, you wash yeah. them. You wash yeah. them. You yeah. wash, you wash them. You shake them the fuck up. Good stuff, man. Um, it's like, yeah. yeah, the tailgate, I mean, even tailgates itself, like it's just like, I, I'm way new to tailgates and so like, I lean on you guys so heavy to be like, we gotta feed our people. We gotta make sure our people are having a good time. And I think you guys do a freaking amazing job about it. Like, what, where did that come from, man? Uh, I love for food, man. I think yeah. tailgates specifically. I mean, we live in a city where, um, I mean, if you wanted to go, let's say for example, a Dodger game, if you wanted to have a tailgate, you couldn't do it in a parking lot. <coughs> yeah, people get stabbed there. Yeah, you <laughs> gotta go to the park. You gotta go, you know. And we just figure out a way to do it. But uh, SC games, I mean, football games, college games out here, huge. It's just kind of ingrained in the DNA of LA, you yeah, know? Like having huge. having a cookout, sharing, like like you said earlier, breaking bread with somebody else yeah, yeah. that doesn't look like you, doesn't share the same beliefs, but you go, hey man, like we have this common interest mm-hmm. where we could just have some beer, you know, the same way you guys roll up. You'd be like, hey, we have some soju, we have some tequila, and now it's a party. Yeah, we, we learned from last season, no more soju on match days. You say that every time. No, <laughs> we don't do it anymore. We don't, don't know... TSG I mean, members bring soju on We fucking still bring Jameson, so I don't think... Well, the, Jameson the is, is like, yeah. He's trying to reason this shit out now. That's soju's terrible, though. No, but um, to, to touch on the, the whole tailgate um, question, uh, that came from initially when we were having meetings with... Uh, that was the Gensler meetings, right? Yeah. We, we made it a point to say um, it was important to us to have a spot where we can... Pre-game, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's such a it's such an LA thing again to be like, hey, you know, in LA the bars close at what 145, 2 if you're lucky. Yeah. So you got to catch a little buzz before. Right. Yeah. Even when we go to the clubs, we down the bottle in the car before we go in. Exactly. And it, exactly. So for us, we were like, yeah, if there's a way for us to be able to grill, have a little watering hole, and then shoot into the stadium, and we just uh, we pushed for it. We pushed for it. Yeah. And uh, I remember a week before the season opener, home opener. They were trying to be like, oh, sorry, we couldn't get the permit for the tailgate. And then you guys were fighting so hard, including all the other issues, being like, we were talking about this at Gensler. Yeah, yeah. at Gensler together, being like, this is important for the culture community all to come together on this. Yeah. And like, so th- not being able to tailgate was not going to be an option. Yeah. yeah. We were, and that's where the other, Oscar. Or another, we were going to figure it out. We were going to make something happen because I think that was also, for me, I think a big point on... on, on uh, wanted to be part of this you know or this family it's it's like man tailgating creates a lot creates bonds right that, that you know all that time that you spend before games yeah is, is that that type of interaction is different than interaction in the stands because yeah. you get a chance to actually conversate and uh 
It's plus, different, plus, man. Plus, we had already paid for the Vanda, dude. So yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we did not know. Yeah, yeah, we, yeah, yeah, we were fucking 3K in the hole. <laughs> <laughs> Bullshit. <laughs> we, uh, you know, we're going to fucking yeah. revolt. Like, How are we going to pay for this? Dude? So, this so, is about the community. Yeah. Yeah, this is about culture. It's about football. Like, we're just fucking repeating shit that we were Three Gs in the hole, baby. That's what the come in with. So, so we were like, like Gil said, it wasn't an option to be like, Damn, that sucks. You know, yeah, uh, yeah. we were we were presented this, and now what's what we're gonna end up getting is hot dogs and nachos in the stadium. Cool. We have our, as you guys know, we have our communication channels with front office, yeah, and then we have our private communications with uh, SG leaders. Mm. So we all go into the communication uh, channels and we say, hey. So we're not cool with this. Uh, it <laughs> yeah, that sounded so much more civil than what was actually said. <laughs> <laughs> so, so what was said was, this is bullshit. <laughs> we're 3,000 in the hole. We're paying for the banda. Yeah. So, so yeah, we, we basically said um, we need everyone's everyone's back to kind of yeah, you know, help yeah. us out with this. So then we went back to, you know, the big man upstairs and we said, hey, guys, um, we... Basically, took a hard stand. We were like, we're not gonna consume anything in the stadium. Not, to, I don't want to make it sound like a flex or power move, even though we already kind of did. Yeah. But we took the collective, yeah, the community mm-hmm. aspect of it of being able to, you know, booze and grill and have a good time, just like ninety nine point nine of the other stuff that the club does. They got it right. They yeah. said, you know what, you guys got your spot. It costs X amount. The clubs, whatever, you know, they're gonna pay for whatever it is that we have to do for for the city. And um, to be honest, like there's games that I look, I look forward to the tailgate more than the actual match. Like when we had that TSG, uh, yeah, Rebels collab, that shit was fuego. Yeah, people, people, yeah, people, people give us props for doing stuff that we love. It's a good feeling. No, I think I think this is a super important history for people to know who don't know about it because I think it's easy now to like wander around to the tents yep. and people offer you beer or tacos or you get to meet someone new yeah. or you get to have your kid playing along and doing that like all of that might not have happened and in all likelihood wouldn't have happened had like you guys not pushed and the other SGs pushed to make it happen so like they didn't pay for, for that bond and none of this for all you people who've ever got out there and enjoyed it Find these guys and give them some beers or tacos yeah. or other. They got a donation because, box, fuckers. Yeah, because because no, on some real shit, like it 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 does add. Think about it. When you go into the stadium, a whole bunch of different things now stand in between you and whoever you could possibly meet. Sometimes it's like the area in the stadium you might be sitting. Sometimes it's the pitch itself out on the fucking grass, out on the Christmas tree lane. There's no barriers. You yeah. can, we can roam around anywhere. And, yes, and, and you're right, and people are there for hours and hours. Yeah. And, and to be honest, like I haven't even, I have, I've never been there as lo- as early as I know some of you guys have been there, and I aspire to. I want to bring my tea with Dwee set up out there and just yeah. like start pouring up early. You know yeah, what I'm saying? Yeah. All right, so no. we're doing this on July 6th. Then you're bringing out the tea. We're gonna have right. Is it the sixth? Is that six? Yeah, yeah. July 6th. Yeah, so we're coming out on the sixth. Right. I will do it this year. I promise. So, all right. Okay. So not the sixth. Cool. Maybe the <laughs> maybe the sixth. Right. I don't know, man. I gotta check my schedule. <laughs> At this point in time, why not? It's cool about what you guys have kind of inspired. Is like what you guys did with even um, single the mile with um, all the stuff that you guys paid for and like did did so with love. Like that wants me to do like a like a Korean Chuseok celebration, like Korean Thanksgiving, which is like our biggest like celebratory thing. To have like dancers, singers, and like have Korean alcohol just being served throughout the whole tailgate. There's nothing stopping us, you know. That's that's what I keep on hearing and keep on feeling for myself. It's like as long as it's a good good enough idea, like we can make this shit pop, you know. So 
No, thank you guys always for bringing the fire, food, alcohol, and atmosphere. Always. And the bandas. And the bandas, dude. Shout Speaking out. of bandas, actually, I wanted to touch on this a little bit. As you mentioned it, the drums. Um, big shout out to Jaime, to Jaime Tobar, um, Fofo, mm-hmm. and Cheech. Those guys, uh, family um, that uh, were very kind, and, 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 and we feel very honored that they were they're sharing their culture you know they're really big yeah. on, on you know the Aztec culture and, yeah and, Aztec and, and, and the Mexica, and Mexica yeah. culture yeah. and uh, and those drums that they bring out to these games man are I think a game changer not just even for for the community but like just an MLS in general yeah, yeah. you're not going to find anything like that anywhere yeah. Yeah. And, it, and it really brings a unique touch to, to what we do in the stands and I think that's that's really awesome that, yeah and Dewey's you were writing about that when you guys were co- you were covered these guys just about how important it was to have that kind of sound in the stadium yeah so it, what Gil's referring to are these are the Aztec drums how many of them how many of them are there so right now technically there's like 10 okay so but like game days we show up with anywhere between 2 and 5 sometimes yeah so yeah, when you, when you go and sometimes at the tailgates too, right? Yeah, yeah. The you'll see, you'll notice the jumps have a have these little wooden cuts down towards the bottom. They're designed different ways, and these are all hand carved, right? So there's hand carved. So uh, some of them are made out of hollowed out tree trunks. Others are made with uh, joint wood, um, all handmade, hand carved. Yeah. And then the the, the drum head is cowhide, right? Right. Yeah, and, and these guys have learned uh, these techniques from uh, different um, different like artisans in LA right so they've, they've traveled I'm sorry in, in Mexico Mexico yeah so they've traveled all over Mexico to learn the uh, the techniques to um, not only be able to play these in a, in a ceremonial way but then um, they find a way to still keep it respectful and not use maybe a ceremonial drum during the match right so there's game specific ones that they use now gotcha and these um, in, uh, in the Mexica language they call them huevos right so they're huevos and um, they they were sold, or, or they were they were in completely. Again, we talk about Kool Aid, right? Drinking the Kool Aid. They were in during the drum sessions. Mm. We would have these kind of unofficial expos roll up with like a couple of forties and like some <laughs> some little Caesars. Caesars. And and <laughs> we'd Caesars. say, hey, you know, we hit up we'd hit up Jaime, we'd hit up uh, Toval, Chich, and be like, hey, uh, you guys want to come down? We're gonna bring the drums out. Um, let's see if we can make some noise. And we'd show up. And for a lot of uh, a lot of the purists, a lot of the you know you hear the barra brava, the inchas, the the lads, right? You hear a little bit of every every you know uh, everybody in that cornucopia of, of supporters. They would go, "What the fuck is this?" Right? They would like yeah, yeah. you know, and 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 the, the, the cool part, I think it only took maybe like one or two sessions for people to be like, "Okay, let's go." Like this is this is LA personified, yeah. and I think that for us. It was the most important thing was to be able to have Jaime, his family, bring in a little piece of their um, of their uh, knowledge. But these guys were like they learned how to hunt. They live like literally two blocks away from the stadium, so um, it was it was really important for him to just be in the mix before the stadium was built. And now drumming in the north end, it's just kind of like full circle for him and his family. So that's that's a really dope addition that Cuervos brought to the table that you're not going to see anywhere else in any level of professional football. Yeah, and I mean, the sound itself of the drums is in and of itself unique. Mm-hmm. And, like, to hear it, you, you'll you know if you've, if you've heard it or, you know, cruise by the tailgates or, you know, go over to the north end, go near those drums so you can hear how they hit. 
it's, it's sort of different. It reminds me of like like Navajo style drums and like ceremony, like Native American style mm-hmm. ceremony. So it's like it's a whole different thing, and that that element has never been in football culture that I've ever been exposed to. So yeah, that's a super. I don't know. It's important to to have and to me, this is like another example. I've told these guys before. I've probably said it on the podcast. Like why why it was so important to have older established groups who had their thing and who had done MLS before or other things, but why it was also so incredibly important to have new groups yeah. who brought something different because cause you got blinders on once you've been right. doing something for too long, right? Right. And so it, that's <coughs> why this cornucopia you talk to and having the lads and different things, you know, if you don't have that and if people aren't, even if they're bristling at first, like, oh, shit, I don't know about these guys. They're doing something different because we all right. feel like we know what how it's something's supposed to look. Yeah. And it's not until you see an idea maybe from a new lighter on a new day where you're like, oh, wait, this could work. Where, like, yeah. to me, that's Los Angeles. It's like creativity needs to have different kinds of ideas and testing right. experimentation time to see if it meshes together. So Touching super important. a little bit, um, it kind of reminds me of every great team doesn't matter whether you're talking football, baseball, any sport. Every great team has a really good balance of vets, young and hungry, up-and-coming rookies, and, and, and maybe the guy that's kind of still trying to find himself, you know? And, and when you take that mix of people and you give them a task, as long as everyone's on the same page, great things can happen. And oh, yeah. uh, I think that's what we have going on in the North End right now. And, what, and with Gil just talking on that, it's just... I think the 3252 is getting a reputation for traveling really well. Right. And that's amazing. And I think even to a point of when we went to Seattle this year and um, we had kind of spent a lot of money traveling other places and getting ready for Portland. But um, Gil was going to Seattle um, and without a lot of the 3252 leadership, they were like how important it was to, for Gil to be up there with his drum. And... Um, the percussion and rhythm of the 3252 being represented in a different away city, I think that's something that I like. We will fight for, we will pay for, we will do whatever it takes because that's really what we're becoming known for. It's really the heartbeat of of LA in another city, and I think right. that's incredible, man. Yeah, everyone's taking everyone's taking pride in um, kind of upping the ante every mm. time. Yeah, and uh, it's a good feeling to be like, okay, we have a certain um, not so much an image, but like kind of a. An expectation of ourselves. Hell yeah! And I think, and I think that's that's what's exciting, right? That everyone's kind of still stepping up their game little by little. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I mean, yeah. The growth from season one to season two has just been it's dope. You know what I mean? Not just the growth of like the people or whatever, but the growth of like relationship between everybody, and that's the reason why we're able to organize so much better to go away on these things. You know what I mean? Like yeah. the lines of communication are fully open now. Um, there's no more group think. It's it's a whole whole body now. Okay. Um, yeah, man. It's it's season one of season two, and the journey before then is it's been pretty fucking unexplainable. <laughs> right. From nostalgia to the future, we're gonna take a little quick break and get back with some tea. Okay, we are back. <laughs> tea time with Dweez. Tea time. I built the ball. Some of those drumming and shit, and you're like, oh, beat. 
some of those nights on the pod, you know, you just get the giggles before tea time, and, and it's hard to hard to talk about the dong ding, <laughs> medium roast. Oh, is that you know, it's, it's hard it's hard to talk about the medium roast, the uh, the things about the tea when you're when you're just laughing your ass off. But you guys already know. I, I gotta get some new teas. Most of the, most of these teas, Josh and Sam have had like two or three times now. Is this the so dong- sponsor the pod? All those tea companies out there who That's may the or may not ding, listen. Guys. This is the dong ding. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> it got two names for penises in his tea. <laughs> <laughs> That's it's Slimothy. Just, uh, it's gonna go back. It's just got a bunch of pants Zita? thrown in there. <laughs> Jesus Christ. That is the oldest fucking Asian joke I've heard of <laughs> fucking Christian. I can't believe you heard it. Cheers, brother. Cheers. Salud. We're no, doing no cheers for Christian. <laughs> He's fucking out. He's done. So as these guys sort out there. Uh, geni- genitalia jokes. I've also <laughs> wanted to cue up my boy Oscar over here. The last time I recorded a podcast near Arthur, we were doing it in or Oscar. We were doing it in the gymnasium, and uh, Slim and I were walking around looking for people to talk to, sort of about what became the the Mia Ham Tifo mm-hmm. that night. And I was like, Oscar, it'd be cool to like talk about it real quick. And he was just like sitting there at the station with his computer, like doing a hundred things. He's like. Oh, okay, but I knew that he didn't have time. So now that we have time, let's talk about how that shit goes down. Like, you got the fucking vectors up. You got the whole thing. This is also part of what you do for a living, if I understand correctly. But, like, what goes into the TIFO process in terms of, like, yeah, the what you do? Uh, well, it depends. Uh, I guess it depends who designed it. Uh, say if it's one of the TIFOs that I designed, it's... it's uh, I mean, I'll make 15, 20 designs that I hate, you know, and it's not till I get one or two that I like and I'll throw up on our council chat and then we just vote on the, on the designs and, and see what gets chosen. If my design gets chosen, then it's, it's very easy because I have all the original graphics that I can use, use to scale up to what we need to, to, to make the TIFO. But then we have other other designs like uh, this year's uh, uh, first match where where Tigers came up with the design so where they sent over the graphics for that it was a badass fucking TIFO honestly when I saw that I was like how the fuck are we gonna make this happen <laughs> that, that was the first one where, where where I think we took it to the next level you know last year's yeah. last year's TIFOs were alright but I think I think that for that that one this year was it was like the, the first one where where like okay these guys are are, they know what they're doing. Yeah, they're, 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 they're taking yeah. it up a little, a little bit. bit. That's comfort. Yeah. yeah. So when I saw that design and they got chosen, I was like, "Oh shit! <laughs> like, shit! How the fuck am I gonna make this happen?" But wait, when you say when it got chosen, I'm assuming it gets shared between a certain amount of people, and you guys sort of like say, "All right, that's rock number three. Yeah. yeah. So Choice we have three we have, of five or whatever. We have the chat or, or our, uh, I think this was this got chosen in a, in a meeting, one of our, our monthly council meeting with you all got, the all the SG groups. You got to protect a special sauce. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So it got it got it got chosen. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone's like, uh, sure. Everyone's like uh, yeah. Squirt one out. All right. But you're also gonna say something good about us, so I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna let it fly. Right yeah. Right. yeah. No, I mean dude, that 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 design, man, it was badass. Um, Shout out Ao, Aaron. What up, Aaron? Big puppy. Yeah, I, I had nothing for that. That I, I I didn't come up with anything good. I didn't submit anything, so I was kind of like, oh shit, man, what the fuck? What kind of shit's gonna come up? You know, like, <laughs> I hope it's nothing shitty. And then I, as soon as I saw that, I was like, fuck yeah, that's badass. Oh, but at, yeah. the same, 
at the same time, I was like, I don't know how the hell we're going to do this. What was the T4 design again for people that don't know? The Grim Reaper, Reaper. 3252, Till Death We Will Adore You. Boom. Why, when you saw it, you're like, oh, shit, like, I don't know if we can pull this off. What about that design was the challenge? It was very intricate. It's like a lot of... A lot of lines more than anything, and, and because we have to do this in sections, it's it's very hard to have everything line up, have everything match. Um, you know, we do this like in six foot increments, right. a third of the TFO at a time, yeah. when it's something full size like that. So it's, it's very difficult to make everything match up. Uh, but shit, we made it happen, and I think, we, you know, it, it was awesome that we did that because I think we learned a lot from that, that new it kind of made me realize what we're capable of doing now. Mm-hmm. 100%. Yeah. And you do graphic design in, like, your day job, right? Or Yeah. So I, I, I do printing now. I'm in a printing business. I have been since I was a kid. And I, I think that's what really helps us because back in the day when, when I did this, my dad had his printing company. We didn't have the printers we have now. So we did the this sort of shit similar to how we're doing the TFOs. Mm. Oh, you know, for real? With grids okay. and, and wow. with gridding and, and measurements and all that sort of shit. So you've been training for this your whole life. Oh, my <laughs> life. <laughs> <laughs> without knowing. Without knowing. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. It's like, he didn't know that you, you needed to start the supporter group, but it it knew for you. It chose for you. Yeah. Dilly, dilly. Dilly, dilly. dilly. Wow, cheers to that. Jeez. Cheers. Cheers. So, cheers. in terms of, like, what you'd like to see... I guess all everyone here, like Tifa wise going forward, without revealing the secret sauce, special sauce, whatever you guys want to call it. Um, just like yeah, what what like would excite you in like future Tifa? Do you guys want to see more hum- humor? Do you want to see more like like illustration? Do you guys right. want to see like more messaging? Like what is what's cool to you guys? Like what moves you guys? And do you look at any clubs around the world or even like other sports or other cultural references as inspiration? You know, I think w- be- before we we I mean. It, totally in line with that is just we just introduced new new technology which is the whole pulley system that we were all there for training for and um, I think shout out to Oscar for the Pride Night Tifo design which was with Freddie Mercury coming up with uh, We Will Rock You on the sides and <coughs> it was wild because we had seen that design on this, the same way that we had seen it on every other SG Leader chat for a long time like a rendering right, right it's a, re- a rendering you know vector file whatever it was and then and, and you're like oh that's dope that's really cool I see the messaging right away I think there was there was there's pretty good consensus around it but to see it go up vertically like that next level right so shout out Oscar always for that first and um yeah, talk, talk to us about just, like, the process of that, even from design to why you picked it, to also, like, why the pulley system is so important for the future, man. Man, that one was was crazy. Um, not only because it happened so fast. The night you talk about, Dweez, um, that you wanted to talk on the pod about, about at the gym, mm-hmm. that's that's the night I had the idea about it. So as as we're tracing the, the women's night, Tifo... Uh, we have music in the background and a Queen song comes up. And then just the fucking light bulb came on. I was like, oh shit, Pride Night's coming up. Like, this is what we need. Like, I I, I saw it in my head right there that night. Uh, the next morning, I I already had something. I already had a, a rendering. I showed it to Ray the next morning when we were painting the, the, the Women's Night Tifo. He shit himself. Um, <laughs> shout out to Ray. Yeah, shout, shout out, out to Ray. Ray. Touch on shouting out out Ray. Yeah, <laughs> touch on that. Yeah, um, unbelievable. Yeah, he told, told, told Yeah, he, he was on board with it right away, and yeah, you know, it happened so quick. It, it from that night 
it was only a few weeks away. It was, it was crazy. It, I almost thought it, it wasn't going to happen. It almost didn't. Yeah. We were almost about to save it for next year. It was it was it was hard. It was crazy, but I'm I'm so glad we made it happen. That's why. That was the first TIFO. I mean, whenever we get renderings, we we have a sense of like that was the first one where the, from the rendering to when it went up, it was so much bigger than it was in the yeah. rendering. It was it was you a spectacle. I mean? People yeah. were just like and, and to, to kind of touch on, like, to piggyback on the question that you asked. Touch and that, piggyback that. Dude, piggyback the hey, fuck. Piggyback, <laughs> touch that Yeah, shit. that sounds so dirty. Yeah, so, I so, like it like that. Piggy so, it's, so it would be to look at the t- at the TIFO once it's, you know, once it's completed, once it goes up, and it's just that wow factor, that, like, yeah. holy yeah. shit. Yeah. You didn't just put, you know, some text up. You didn't put a, you didn't try to get too political. There's a fine line, right? Yeah. You have to yeah. pick your niche. And I think what Oscar was able to do, along with everybody else that executed the TIFO, was to make it, um, it became uh, iconic. The conversations that the TIFO was in uh, from, a, from a global standpoint, I think that's what we aspire to do as a 3252. We say, we're going to put it on the map. And I've heard uh, conversations here and there when people are like, I'll just say people loosely, they'll say, oh, you know, well, the TIFO, you only have X amount of time to put the TIFO up because the TV is going to blah, 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 blah. Or the you know the the broadcaster is only going to show, and immediately everybody from different groups is like, we don't fucking do this for the TV. Yes, we don't sir. do this for the broadcaster. Yes, we sir. don't do it. And to me, that's what makes the TIFO for people to understand why we do it. Again, the intimidation factor, the wow factor, the a way support to look and go, fuck. Right. The photos of that night specifically, and like again, like the position of the stadium with LA in the background, and like, like what we have now is like modern day paintings. Yeah, it's very like, poetic. Yeah, like. That image, we're going to be able to find that always. And, like, when people look up stuff about this club or about this season, that's going to be one of the things that comes up. So, yeah, whatever, however many seconds it is during the course of a fucking TV broadcast is, like, pretty small and irrelevant compared to the impact that it can have, not just in the course of the game and being there, but into the future. Yeah, absolutely. Every TIFO that we've done has had some sort of variance from concept to actual completion, right? Yeah. A little bit. Nothing in a negative way, just different. The rendering of Freddie Mercury with the gradient and the skyline—it was you can take that image and look at the the rendering and the photographs of that night identical. It was oh, yeah. pretty crazy. Yeah, yeah. yeah. vision Oscar, to reality. Yeah, Oscar, were you like? Are you a rock guy? Were you like a Queen guy? Or that was just I, this just I, happened I, to be the moment that well, night that you heard. I love about Queen, it. man. I, I saw them last year in Vegas. I was lucky enough to see them from the second row. You know, second row Oscar yeah, over second here. Row Oscar. Yeah. 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 Hey, that oh, sounds dirty. Oh, dude, can you please chill with the flexes? Can you see? Yeah, man. First row Oscar. You could have said first second. row. <laughs> <laughs> no, second, second. The first row was sold out, guys. Yeah. 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 Like, no, the view is like, better I'm from the second row. I'm a like. Any new music now? Like, you guys talk about all this new shit? I, I don't know what the fuck you guys are talking about. That's <laughs> okay, man. I'm, I'm that way with most yeah. things. Yeah. I'm, I'm that way with most things that aren't music-related. So. Yeah. In the grand words of Ludacris, if you don't understand the, the youth, you're just getting too old. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty much, man. Did Ludacris say that? Yeah. <laughs> like, it was in a song. I don't know, I don't know what, which Luda song that is, but Did I want to hear it. you guys hear um, We Will Rock You across the PA after, after it came out? Yeah. 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 Dude, what was it like for you to fucking design the thing and then you know you have all the the kind of like sheets that we're holding up in the north end but at the same time it's like 
Wheel Rocky comes up and it just becomes like a complete experience. Hey Josh, were you there? No, I wasn't. <laughs> no, he wasn't. <laughs> oh, it's kind of like fun. your story. And then hey, man, Seattle. can we focus? Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I was trying to focus on Josh. God damn it! I don't like you guys right now. Bless you. Sam just took the Corvo shirt off. No, but I was I was lucky enough to be on the field. When I came up, uh, second flex, second flex, second roll, Oscar hey, baby, fucking uh, ass, man. Oh man, it was it was intense. It was nuts. Um, I'm very picky. Like these guys know how picky I am about the work I do. I, like I'm never happy with the way things turn out, and and there's nothing I would have changed about it. Wow, there's not 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 one thing I would have changed. That is true. Oscar can't find something negative about anything. <laughs> <laughs> Can we touch on actually one thing, man? I and I, I would have taken the blame for it. So so the day we were painting Freddie, right? We were getting down to the uh, the microphone stand, uh-huh. and and one of the guys was like, oh, it's just a cable. It's crooked. It's all good. You can do, you know do a squiggly or whatever. Like, yeah, yeah. All right, cool. No problem. Oscar fucking and in my head, I'm like, wait a second. I better call Oscar. <laughs> and I went. I called him, and he's like, no, that's like his trademark, man. It's got to be. Straight, yeah, yeah, yeah. no negotiating. It's like, all right. It's gotta be straight. <laughs> the only straight thing about Freddie Mercury. Yeah. <laughs> hey, there he is. Oh. There he is. R.I.P. Turning straight. We fixed that quick, man. Oh, and I was like, all right. Hell yeah, it's Josh. A I'm in it, bro. I'm a little, little touch of dickhead right there. I appreciate <laughs> that. It's the truth. It's just, Boop, a little hey. touch. Of, a little dickhead touch. <laughs> oh, the dickhead touch. So, like another thing you were saying though is like you might have had to wait till next year. I'm assuming just volume of work-wise and how many hours you need to do. There's a reason why there's not a TIFO at every game, right? Like, it's just impossible. Like, you guys couldn't be able to whip out TIFOs that quickly. Enough, right? Yeah, if you want, know, man, it, after it, this it, last one, we could probably do it. That was done quick. I mean, was, that was what... It was done quick. Uh, <coughs> you can just give up your weekends, man. Yeah, yeah. Okay. it's They're done. Gone. It's yeah, a lot of work. Yeah, just go down the list, like, uh, 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 manpower, um, yeah. of course, time. And then uh, funds like fireproof. And then we're, we're just lucky to have some talented ass people because yeah, because uh, big, big shout out to Katrin who like painted all the details. Yeah, face. Katrin, yep. You know, he, uh, not only did he do that one, but he did the Mia Ham. Mm. Yeah, the face, yeah, yeah, the the face shading is yep. not easy. So we, he's paints his own face and he's good at painting other faces. Dude, yeah, yeah. He's like a. Faceless. <laughs> I'm trying to think of a doper name than face painter. <laughs> uh, yeah. That's all I got right now. <laughs> yeah, but yeah, you're, you're, you're right. That's the, I think the most important thing is that just being able, the same way that Oscar says, like, oh, you know, he's very picky. He's very particular about certain designs. So the, the way things are laid out, his ability to be able to acknowledge other people's kind of, like, contribution, I think, is important to what we do, right? It's not a one-man show. It's being able, it's being able to say, hey, everyone getting in the mix being at a, a gym in, you know, like a high school gym in Pasadena, right? Yeah, Brandon, like Lucky's, you know, up, Brandon from Lucky's, he hooks it up with the gym. Shout out, Brandon. Spot. Appreciate you, bro. You know, Ray yeah. goes out and buys all the material, you know, then we give color codes to to Myra to, to give to someone to buy, I don't even know who buys it, but she cuts the checks for it. Mm-hmm. And then Mo too, dude. Mo spent a day the day that we were painting and, and sacrifice not going yep. to I think a watch party yep. or a game or yep. and then uh, uh, Hank Hank lugs the shit around so so when you look when, when you look at the final product again uh, I think for me the coolest part is to be able to see other people's like the wow factor the reaction in the TIFO mm. but then looking at the people who actually put in the work 
and you see them tearing up, you see the fucking chicken skin on their arm, yeah. and you go, damn, this is why they do it, you know? And that, to me, that's that's what, that's what you know, puts it over the top. Everyone's refilling their drinks. Slim, I think you wanted to get into a little Dortmund talk while we while we got a Dortmund <laughs> a Dortmund graduate over here. So, Gil and I were out in Dortmund together. This is the most. And by the way, he was acting. That's flexible. To be honest, man, that was that should have been Oscar's trip, man. I was really lucky to be able to go. Uh. <laughs> Everybody in that city that it was, was carnival. Oh, okay, got so it. it was their 
their version of Halloween, so pretty like much. Spider-Man, Everyone's Spider-Man, like. But it was creepy because we're in Steel City, fucking. And just for context, Portland. yeah, you're in the you're in the yeah. Detroit of Germany. So you got. 20-year-olds to, like, 50-year-olds all in the same bars. It's just mad weird, bro. Uh, (laughs) So, dude, that whole night was a haze, right? I eventually was like, you know what? I need to stop because I got to get these motherfuckers home, dude. Everyone was lit. Everybody was stumbling. Ben was like, I'm going to burn (laughs) Fern out real quick. He he can come on the pod to explain himself later. There he is. But how old was Fern in, in... Fourteen. <laughs> <laughs> Fern was probably <laughs> I think Fern was twenty. Twenty. He was twenty <laughs> when we were in Dortmund. This fool had to have made out with like a forty-two year old. Though. Let's yeah. go, Fern. Yeah. Let's go, Fern. No, but you know what? In the dark, like forty-two-year-old what? <laughs> <laughs> no, but in the, in, 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 the, in, in, in the dark, like bar club lights, she didn't look that old. But when you use a flash photo, you're like, yo, <laughs> bro, you come play yourself. Shout out to Fern, man. Yeah, but so, Fern got it. Baby face killer, bro. Expo weenie. <laughs> that night was fun, man. And when it was finally time to close it up, somehow, I don't know how I did it, man, but I got you, Ben. And who was there? Some other cat with us. <laughs> you forgot who was I forgot. No, no. I, I was good. And, and I was like, I got to get these guys home. So I fucking go to my pocket and I get, you know, the business card. Oh, were we in the same taxi? We were in the, see, he doesn't remember. <laughs> oh, we stopped by the McDonald's. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Wait. So hold on. Wait a second. What's, wait your a second. What's your order? So check it out. Hold on. This That's not even the good part, man. So we get to the cab and the fucking cab driver does not speak a fucking lick of English and I'm just like oh god this is gonna be bad I need you to it's like can you please get us to this so he reads the card and he's like yeah you know, he waves us in the, in the cab and it's this dude and fucking Ben in the back passed out for about it's a 20 minute drive dude it's a 20 minute drive back to our hotel and about like 15 minutes in Fucking Ben wakes up and he's like, yo, I'm hungry. Let's get to McDonald's. <laughs> oh. <laughs> and I'm like, what? McDonald's? And the cab, the cab driver understood my question. <laughs> <laughs> so the dude busts the bitch, right? He goes and he's finding a McDonald's. It's like two in the morning. I'm oh. like, dude, there's no way McDonald's is going to be open right now. But it's cool. Let's try it. Oh, so we find a McDonald's. And in my head, I'm, I'm like starving. I'm like, I already know. I'm like, I want to fuck. Number one, Big Mac, fries and a drink. And we pull up to the window. And there's this big display board with... You name it. I've never seen it before. <laughs> oh, the, it's a McDonald's. All fucking, kinds of crazy. McLam. <laughs> all kinds of just like, like they had chicken wings, dude. They had all kinds of stuff. And yeah. so, so I, 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 in my best German, I told the driver. <laughs> in, my best, in my best German. Yeah, I told the driver. I didn't know, you know, there was no numbers. It was just a. You're just pointing at the bed. You ordered that. Yeah, so I was like, <laughs> I would like to buy a hamburger. <laughs> <laughs> pretty much. <laughs> pretty much. So this Bro. guy goes and he's ordering for everybody, and I'm like, yeah, just order for yourself. Like I wanted to tell him, like order for yourself, mm. so, you know. And and dude, we were waiting for like 30 minutes. Yeah. I don't know what. It, yeah, dude, it, it was a long wait. We were waiting, and, and <laughs> the dude pulls up to the window and one. Dude, like eight fucking bags. There's only three of us, dude. <laughs> <laughs> the, the, the driver grabs a bag for himself, and boom, we're back off to the hotel. And man, we had a fucking the feast. Feast, man. It was like stuff was coming out of that bag that I, I was like, "This is from McDonald's, dude. This is great. <laughs> it was amazing." Yeah, no McDonald's. All right, so if you ever travel with Ben, yeah, you'll never eat more McDonald's like traveling anywhere. 
when you travel with Ben. That's kind of ratchet, Ben. Come on. No, he's his <laughs> no his on, food consumption is trashy as fuck. What? Like that's don't let that skinny ass like. <laughs> Body fool you Whenever that fool Has a food craving It's always attached To somewhere That has a drive through <laughs> That's the only Food cravings lie, he has I was like Fucking in Dortmund And I'm about to have McDonald's I was low key I was a little pissed You're like, 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 just like But it's like, through <laughs> Two in the morning I'm not gonna be picky like, you, But you missed that You got them Did you have the Donner kebabs When the, you were out there I, I don't even remember do, remember. You, do you remember When we were walking Around that one Random like downtown area yeah. The next night right. Where did Ben eat The next night McDonald's. Oh, shit. Yeah. I could have answered no, that. No, and it was yeah. the funniest thing. This is when I found was, out that... He was serving you a softball, dude. <laughs> Come on. <laughs> but, uh, this, is, this is when I found out that Sal was a G. First, Ben went to go eat McDonald's, yeah. like, right before it's about to close, and he just sat there and ate it. This is how American Sal is. He goes in there, like, five minutes before they're about to close. He knows they're about to close. He's like, yeah, but I want to sit here and eat. <laughs> so he makes, he makes the whole staff wait for him to eat. No <laughs> way. Yo, Sal, you're a real one, bro. Sal, well, we're we're going to have you on the podcast. Dude, one of the best meals I've ever had. It was awesome. Great food. The company was dope. I was like, dude, I have a hash brown in my burger. <laughs> it's going to be a good night. <laughs> Chicken wings. Yeah, I was pretty trashy in Dortmund, guys. There was one point where I had like. Basketball shorts on with uh, the the hotel slippers, and I was walking around the lobby with a fucking bottle of Hennessy. <laughs> Living your best life. Yeah. <laughs> Rich and Sal, Sal looked at me and he was just like, "You're crazy." <laughs> this was the hotel that the Dortmund players stay at. This yeah. is like a nice hotel. Yeah, really nice. Yeah, I'm a piece of shit. <laughs> Wait, you still didn't defend yourself. Why the hell didn't you hit the pen, bro? Oh, no, I didn't. Yeah, it was just, you know, I had to stay sober to get your ass home. <laughs> That's a terrible excuse. Did you guys? All right. Whatever. I'm with it. I'm with it. Hey, Leah, you got, you got your man on lock. <laughs> Shout out to Leah. Shout Hold out to Leah. Holding him down. You got anywhere else to go, Dweez? Oh, man, guys, we got... Plate of fried chicken over here. What? Oh, so, oh, shit. On, oh, shit. on that note, should we keep eating chicken and talk, or you want to call it? Well, whatever. What, what do you want to talk about, bro? Guys, I could talk forever. Come on, now. Yo, let's, let's get, let's get in the tweets bag. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll bring the chicken here. Y'all talk about it. We're out here talking for a long time, man. We need some snack. If you have complaints, fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> we got some sauce over here. Too much sauce. You gotta put this little sauce on there. Sauce. You got some sauce over here. Too much sauce. You gotta put this little sauce on there. Sauce. Yeah, holy shit. Mmm. This has been another episode of the FCFC Pod. We appreciate y'all for listening. Tune in next week to hear about whatever the hell we're going to talk about. Good night. FCFC. 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 FCFC.